Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Welcome in Wednesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us. The biggest news of the day for IU basketball fans today has nothing to do with Mike Woodson or the Hoosiers. It's deadline day for the NBA draft, and Michigan has two players, Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate, that have until 11.59 p.m. this evening to withdraw from the draft or their college basketball careers or essentially over. And, of course, I mention that because with IU's roster set and with the return of Trace Jackson Davis, the Hoosiers getting a lot of preseason nods as one of the favorites in the Big Ten Conference. And Michigan will be right there getting those mentions as well. They already are uh, with IU, especially if Houston and Diabate come back. So that's a big note to pay attention to as this Wednesday, June 1st unfolds uh, that will have some bearing on IU basketball and the Big Ten Conference for next season. There is no question about that. Glad to have you with us today. Lots to get to here in the hour. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. We do this show each weekday live at 11 o'clock. If you ever can't join us in the 11 o'clock hour, you can always find us as a podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report and you'll find us there. We're glad you're with us. want to invite you to text the show today, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. Thornton's is the perfect stop for all of your best pick-me-up items to get your day started, like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts, and they bring you the Thornton's text line, a great way to send in your thoughts, your questions, your comments. IU basketball, even in the offseason, is red hot right now. Local stuff, we talk a lot about the high school baseball teams this week that are headed to regional action and the start of summer league high school basketball uh, today. We'll have more on that coming up here in just a moment. Let's look at the show lineup for this June 1st program, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one, we're going to tell you all about the Kentuckiana Summer Basketball League. It's a great collection of games in Louisville and Southern Indiana, boys and girls, high school, even some middle school games. It's a massive event, and it all begins later this afternoon at two Louisville high schools. And Kevin Gary, who's the head coach at Louisville Butler, one of the hosts of the league and someone that really helps me put this thing together, is going to join us here in just a few minutes in segment number one. We're going to tell you some of the things to pay attention to over the next few weeks and a little bit about the summer league. I'll give you the schedule today. Not a lot of – no Indiana teams, in fact, today, uh, but there will be a little bit later in the week. And, of course, on Friday – 
We've got outdoor night coming up, uh, which is going to be high school basketball summer league games outside at Romeo Court and the covered Phillips Pavilion Court. So we'll talk all about that with Coach Gary here in just a few moments. Later in the hour, it's Wednesday, so Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times is with us. We'll talk Big Ten, IU, Caleb Houston, Musa Diabate, and their forthcoming decisions today on what they're going to do uh, and how that will shape the Big Ten and affect the Hoosiers for next season. Also later in the hour, Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, joins us. We've got a lot of local things to talk about, uh, specifically uh, high school baseball teams rolling. We've got five local teams, two in 1A, one apiece, and two, three, and 4A that are headed to regional competition this weekend. So uh, join us for that conversation with Josh coming up later in the hour today, brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. That's the lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Kevin Gary, head coach at Butler High School in Louisville and one of the organizers of the Kentucky Anna Summer Basketball League with me right now. Coach, summer hoops begins today. Uh, an exciting day. I don't know that fans pay attention to it as much in, in June as they do November, December, January through March, but uh, this is a big day for high school basketball locally. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, my, my guys are really excited to get going. Um, we usually start uh, we start like voluntary workouts and stuff like that right after spring break is over. Um, you know, so we've been going for a good month and a half, almost two months now, going against each other. So it'll be fun to, you know, get get to go against some other schools and you know, kind of kind of see where we're at. The best thing about summer is you just go out there and play, um, and it's a good measuring stick. And as soon as the game's over, they wipe the score off, and the next game starts. So absolutely, um, it's 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 fun to get out there and, and go against some other other schools. Absolutely. Kevin Gary, Louisville Butler's coach, basketball coach, my guest talking, uh, Kentuckiana Summer League basketball. Coach, games begin this afternoon, and uh, you've got a good mix of games at both of your gymnasiums. Manual High School in downtown Louisville will also host some games today. Let's talk about this league. You've been involved as a coach in this league for many years, and now as the head coach at Butler, one of the really anchor hosts of the league in Louisville, uh, you're very involved in just about all aspects of the league. Uh, how exciting is it in the off season where you're trying to develop your team, you're, as you mentioned, trying to work with your players and move on to the next game and the next challenge? How good is it to play a lot of different people, playing Indiana teams, playing people from maybe out in the state that are going to come in that you typically uh, don't see during the regular season? Yeah, and, and, and that's like the, the big appeal of the league, especially to you know guys in the city, head coaches in the city. You know, We, we want to get out – particularly in the summer, and, and play as many different uh, teams as we can that we normally wouldn't play. Uh, you know, you all over in Indiana start a lot earlier than we do. I think it's about two or three weeks that you all start earlier, so it's really difficult, um, you know, to schedule to schedule getting to play Indiana schools from our perspective and obviously from you all's perspective as well. Um, so, you know, the, the summertime rolls around, and we're, we're all, you know, pretty much playing the same schedule and can get, you know, get on the same page with some of these Indiana schools and, like you said, get get a different look for some from some different places. Um, it, it's really exciting, and you know my kids enjoy it. I enjoy coaching in it. We enjoy hosting it. You know we're really excited. I think uh, I think this is going to be the biggest and best year 
um, of the of the summer league, and I think it's going to be you know after this year, I think it's just going to take off and get better and better each year. Coach Gary, if you're a fan of basketball, the admission to get in is three bucks, and you can see depending on the day. I mean, sometime you'll have 15, 20 games among two gyms just at your location, and that number's even greater in southern Indiana on certain nights. But, I mean, there at times are some really good matchups, especially once you get into the league a few days, the New Albanys against the the Males, the Jeffs against the Ballard, the Butlers against the Providences, uh, just so many schools that get the opportunity to mix up against each other. If you're a fan and you really want to get a jump on next season, it's about the best deal in town to see some of these great matchups that are going to happen here in future weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we play, uh, like this afternoon, we play Daniel, who's a, a sixth region uh, favorite for us over here in Louisville, and we also play Mail, which is a traditional matchup here in Louisville. Um, you know, so to be able to see both of those games um, sandwiched in between Perry County Central's coming up here tonight, uh, they're going to play PRP and Ballard, um, you know, for three bucks to, to see those those kind of games and that, that high-level competition, uh, you really can't beat it for the summertime. Yeah, Coach Gary mentioned Perry County Central coming up. They're from way down in Hazard, Kentucky, uh, coming up to play some Louisville teams over at the Butler location today. Games at Butler, where Coach Gary is the head coach at, begin at 430 in both of his gyms. He mentioned Ballard and Perry County Central will play, and his Bears from Butler, they'll take on Evangel in that 4.30 hour. Games also begin today at Manual. They've got a couple gyms going, and 2.30, 3.30 is when those games get started uh, in downtown Louisville with Coach Coleman there at Manual High School. And, of course, as the league goes on Thursday night, that's the first night of games in the southern Indiana locations. Clarksville Middle School, Scribner Middle, and Hazelwood Middle will host games on Thursday, and then it breaks wide open next week with New Albany High School jumping in to host a lot of the big varsity matchups as well. Coach, I got to ask you this. First off, let let me ask you, where does Butler stack up? I know we talk a lot of Southern Indiana high school basketball, and when fans hear Jeff against Mayo and New Albany against Ballard and Silver Creek against some of the you know top Louisville schools, they they, they get a, a good feel for what this thing's about. But Butler is an emerging program that's always had a solid athletic tradition. What do you expect from your team this summer and ultimately next season? Where do you guys stand in the hierarchy of Louisville hoops? Um, it it, it kind of depends on who you ask. Um, to be honest with you, um, you know, we graduated nine seniors last year. We graduated a lot of scoring. Um, but with that being said, our JV team was 13 and one. We only lost one game, uh, by two in overtime is actually buzzer beater. Um, you know, so I've got a really good group coming in. Um, and, and this is the time of year, like I said in the beginning, you know, we're, we're going to get out there and see what some guys can do and get some guys some, some varsity minutes and get them that experience and hopefully gain some confidence. Um, you know, and I think, when it comes down to it, you know, November and December roll around, I think we got as good a shot as any because, um, you know, what we lack in size, we make up for speed and athleticism. Um, and, and I've got about 12 to, 12 to 14 guys that can that can go at any moment. Um, you know, so we rotate people in and out. We play really, really fast. We play a, a, a good brand of basketball, in my opinion. So, um, you know, hopefully we can kind of set the table for ourselves this summer and, um, you know, kind of take off from there. We're talking Kentuckyana Summer Basketball League action that begins later today in Louisville with Kevin Gary. He's the head coach at Butler, one of the organizers of the league. Again, action at the Southern Indiana locations, at least some of them, begins on Thursday afternoon and Thursday evening here on our side of the river. Coach, you also helped me with this 
outdoor night that's going to be put together and presented by Frank H. Monroe Heating and Cooling on Friday night at Kevin Hammersmith Memorial Park. It's a $3 admission there. Uh, Two courts, Romeo Langford Court, then you've got the covered Phillips Pavilion Court, and it's kind of an Indiana versus Kentucky flavor. You've got uh, Southern Indiana schools taking on schools from Metro Louisville, and we'll keep score uh, that night to see who can claim dominance between the two states, the two areas. What did your players at Butler say when you called them in after practice a few weeks ago and said, guys, we're going to kick off summer league on an outdoor court? What I don't even know that kids play outdoors like they used to, at least organized. They don't. Uh, my kids, um, you know, there's a park pretty much right around the corner from our school, and uh, I know that they sometimes will go up there to play. Um, but, you know, it's – it's one of those things that's different. It's really exciting. And like you said, it matches up some of the top Indiana schools with some of the top local schools. Um, my kids were, were super, super excited to be able to participate in it. I'm super excited to be able to coach in it. Although I don't know how much coaching I'll do. I might just sit down and, and kind of enjoy the atmosphere and let the kids enjoy themselves a little bit. Um, but, yeah, man, we're, we're, really, we're really excited to be a part of it. I think it's going to be a great night of basketball. It looks like, fingers crossed, knock on wood, we've got some good weather coming in uh, for Friday night for that day. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be a really exciting event. We're really excited to participate in it. My kids can't wait. And coach, you guys get to take on Providence. I know they're in the baseball regional on Saturday, so they'll be missing a guy or two in that contest on Friday night, but a defending state champion at the 2A level. So, again, a great summer matchup that we probably would never get the chance to schedule or see in the regular season, but we're going to play it Friday night uh, under good weather and first-class outdoor courts. That's that's going to be a real treat. Yes, I, I, like I said, I, I told my kids about uh, two weeks, two or three weeks ago, um, we were playing in it at the time. We didn't know who we were, we were playing, but we were confirmed to be in it. Uh, and, and that's pretty much all they've talked about since I mentioned it to them. They, they're really excited to be able to, you know, get outside and enjoy the weather, play, play against another team on, on, a, on an outdoor court. They're really, they're really pumped about it. Yeah, can't wait to see how it plays out. Uh, should be a great environment. If you're going to join us for that night, uh, and I think we'll have a lot of parents, fans, crowd there, especially if this good weather holds. you got to bring a lawn chair or a bag chair or a blanket or something because it's going to be packed in the permanent seating at those courts, as nice as they are with scoreboards and glass backboards and just first class there is not a lot of permanent seating, so you'll want to bring something to, to be seated in uh, so you can sit down and enjoy a night of outdoor basketball, kind of a throwback. Kevin Gary, Louisville Butler, he helps me with the Kentuckiana Summer Basketball League. Uh, he's got a good handle on everything in Louisville. Coach, thanks for helping us uh, promote the league today and uh, share the details, and I'm sure that we'll see a lot of basketball fans from both sides of the river uh, find their way into one of these gyms in the coming weeks because only 11 dates if you count them up, but these gyms are going to be packed, and there's a lot of great matchups, and we look forward to seeing your team play, and we'll talk with you again very soon. Yes, sir. It's, it, we're very excited, and I appreciate you having me on today. All right. Kevin Gary of Butler, one of the six region teams in Louisville, and uh, building that program. Butler's one of the great facilities, too. They have a wonderful athletic tradition 
not just in basketball, but uh, a lot of sports, a lot of state championships in girls basketball over the years. They've had some great baseball teams as well. Softball has been a state champion at least a few times recently over in the state of Kentucky as well. So a good host of the Kentucky and a summer basketball league. A little more on that. The schedule today is all Louisville teams, but if you follow me at Hoosier Hills on Twitter and social media, I send out the schedule every morning. Also, you can visit HoosierHillsHoops.com slash KSBL. That's HoosierHillsHoops.com slash KSBL. You can get schedules, rules, details, everything you need to know uh, if you want to see if your team's entered in the league. Some teams play at night. Some teams play, you know, every night. It just depends. It's There's no real league or standings or champion at the end. It's just good old-fashioned summer league basketball. And I know a lot of you want to know more about the outdoor night as well. Again, Kevin Hammersmith Memorial Park, uh, located behind Northside Church on Charlestown Road in New Albany. It's right there by the New Albany Little League Fields. And the schedule is this, 4 o'clock, Girls games, Clarksville against Portland Christian and Silver Creek against Sacred Heart. Five o'clock, you've got boys games beginning. Clarksville will take on Beth Haven Christian from Louisville. At six o'clock, Providence and Butler and also Charlestown against DeSales. At seven o'clock, New Albany will take on Manuel. Corden will take on Bullet East. And then we wrap things up with two eight o'clock tips. Jeffersonville against Mail and Floyd Central against Evangel. Should be two great eight o'clock games uh, there at the park and hope you can join us. Admissions three bucks. Uh, bring a chair, lawn chair, bag chair, blanket, something, and there will be food available. Also, I want to give a reminder, and I've been telling the coaches this, uh, it is going to be packed, especially if the weather's good, because you just won't have basketball fans there. But New Albany Little League is housed in that same park, that same facility. They're going to have a big crowd there that night for games as well. And there's a new playground at the park. It's an inclusive playground. It's like a, a demonstration, a national demonstration site. There have been, when I've been out on the court to check on some things and get ready, there have been like 150 cars on like a random afternoon or evening if there's nothing else going on in the park just at that playground and splash pad now that we finally have some good weather. So if you're going, get there early and, again, bring a chair. It's going to be an awesome environment for basketball. I saw 80 degrees, 81 degrees, like a 6% chance of rain. So we're all knocking on wood for good weather for this special event coming up on Friday evening. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times. Uh, Michigan has two players that are going to have to make some decisions today or at least announce their intentions today. I would think at some point it could really affect the Big Ten and IU. We'll talk more about that next. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. Back on this Wednesday edition of the program, June is here. We've got high school baseball regional coverage coming up Saturday on the Big X. More on our coverage plans 
here a little bit later this week. Also want to tell you about a new partner of ours here at the Hoosier Report and the Big X radio station, uh, Shady Ray's Sunglasses. They were founded just across the river in Louisville, Kentucky, and Shady Ray's is changing the way you wear sunglasses in the outdoors. Shady Ray's Sunglasses offer an industry-best combination of fit, style, and performance without the big brand price tag. In fact, listeners of this show and this station can get an exclusive deal, 25% off if you go to the ShadyRays.com website. If you use the code word BIGX, B-I-G-X, as you check out, you'll get 25% off all adult shades from ShadyRays.com. Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, my guest to talk IU basketball. Really, the big headline, Dustin, today for IU fans has nothing to do with Indiana coaches or players. It's about what happens with Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate of Michigan. Do they pull their name from the draft or do they forego college eligibility and stay in and try to see if they can get drafted. Some interesting hours ahead for IU, Michigan, and really the Big Ten as a whole. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of other uh, players have already committed to stay in the draft that I'm a little bit surprised about. Um, but uh, I'm trying to think of who, who is on that list. Max Christie being one of them. I was a little bit surprised that he decided that, that he was uh, not going to come back. But, uh, no, that's uh, obviously very key. Michigan, I think, a, you know, becomes, I think, a conference favorite if they keep those guys. Uh, I think they, they could flip-flop Indiana if they have Diabate and Houston. Uh, you didn't see, I don't think you saw the best of Caleb Houston very much, but you did see him in Bloomington, uh, basically when, when Michigan uh, obviously popped Indiana, when Indiana was coming off that upset of Purdue. Uh, you see his ability to stroke it. So he's, it, it, I mean, I'm seeing him sort of the bottom of first rounds, beginning of second rounds, uh, as far as just mock drafts are concerned, and Diabate is somewhere in that same, you know, same same frame basically so it'd be very interesting to see, like what they've learned obviously coming through combine stuff going through workouts uh you know how do, what do they feel about their state of affairs because we paid pair those guys uh with hunter dickinson again i mean that that is a powerful powerful front court with those guys having an, uh, an extra year of experience i mean you saw some moments from diabate you saw some moments from houston obviously you would expect more uh consistency if they would play again uh together in college basketball for a second year uh so that i think would instantly just give a, a huge huge boost to michigan and Obviously, I think it would. It would uh, I don't know if it would knock Indiana down a peg, but I mean, I think you would have a, a difficult discussion between Michigan and Indiana for who you would think should be the favorite in the Big Ten. All right, if uh, if these two Michigan guys don't return, Michigan will obviously take a hit as far as being one of the top teams. I would think in a lot of preseason projections. Uh, but who else? Who who else will be up there with Indiana, regardless what these two Wolverines do here today by eleven fifty nine p.m. tonight? Uh, I think you got to go Illinois. Um, they, I, I think, jeez, um, who did they get? <laughs> they, they got from Baylor. Guys. From I, Baylor, I know that. From Baylor, that yeah, they got Matthew Mayer. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. Um, Sky Clark, I thought was a huge addition. Yep. Um, so obviously they're going to have some big losses with with Kofi going. Um, you know, Jake, I know Jacob Grandison exited the draft and entered the portal, so we don't know if they're going to be able to, uh, you know, possibly keep him or not. Um, but uh, Mayor May was just a huge addition in Clark, and I think there's uh, was it Terrence Shannon? Is it the guy from Texas Tech? They get him too. Uh, yeah, that's you know like they got some big guys. You know, Ty Rogers is another top fifty guy. Jaden Epps is top hundred guy. Uh, you know, yeah, Terrence Shannon is the guy. They got another dude from Baylor, uh, Dane Danger, uh, big dude, six nine two sixty. So they got some players, uh, and I think that they're going to be able to change their. Um, you know, change that outlook really fast. I mean, basically, I know they obviously lost, you know, they lost Cabello and they lose. Uh, I think Trent Frazier's finally done. 
Um, but that they're still going to have, I think, a heck of a roster. So I think you have to have Illinois uh, as part of that discussion for sure. I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, you just presume Wisconsin's going to be there. I don't even know who they're going to have and not have. But it's you know I, they'll lose Johnny Davis. They'll they'll you know Brad Davis. I think finally is gone for good. Um, but it's Wisconsin. They'll find a way. You know somehow some way. I, I don't think Purdue's going to be terrible. I mean they'll definitely fall off. With AV and uh, or AV Ivy uh, and Travion Williams gone and Sasha Stavanovic gone, but I think there there are some interesting fill-ins there. I mean, I think they're still uh, trying to get a point guard, but I mean, if they had to play with Ethan Morton, I think they could do it. Uh, it it's not ideal. Um, it's not your best case scenario, but I mean, he was a you know pre- premier ball handler as a high schooler. Uh, his best, uh, you know, basically his best skill is his ability to pass the basketball. So uh, it wouldn't shock me if they could get going. Brandon Newman, I think you know he's he has not played a whole lot, but I think he's a really skilled player. Um, you know, I think he can really you know be really good. They're at, adding some big time talent uh, with Lawyer, with Smith, um, you know, and and you know Trey Kaufman Wren, obviously the guys we haven't talked about a lot because he missed the whole inter- year with the wrist injury and was redshirting anyway. So him in with Caleb first, and you know you still got Mason Gillis on that team. Uh, I think Purdue is, is going to be there. I mean, again, I don't, I don't think they're. You're not talking Final Four with them. It's not that same caliber of talent, but it's a good enough squad that I think it can challenge for the Big Ten. So those are some those are some teams at the top of my head. Obviously, Iowa loses a bunch. Uh, you know, with, with Murray gone, but I think they could still be okay. Um, you know, with Bohannon, I think finally moving on also. Um, but I think those those are kind of teams off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody that's going to be right there. But those are kind of my first thoughts. Uh, Michigan State thought going to have some dudes too, even with Christie gone. They're they're still going to have some players that's going to be, still going to be part of it as well. Dustin, uh, you know, from a Big Ten perspective, while we're talking about the draft and the conference for next year, it really should be a good. Uh, first round for the conference, uh, Jaden Ivey, who you mentioned from Purdue, I think he's pretty much a consensus top five pick. I think I think I've seen maybe three, four, five as projections for for him. Keegan Murray of Iowa, also Johnny Davis of Wisconsin. Some have both of those guys in the top ten, along with Ivy. Three top ten picks would be really good for the conference. No, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, you. Yeah, um... It does make you, you know, if you're the Big Ten, it does make you think you should have gotten more out of that as a league as far as NCAA tournament, uh, you know, results is concerned. Uh, but, yeah, no, all the same. I mean, um, uh, those guys, you know, just were, you know, all Americans all year. Uh, we're, we're just, you know, three of the three of clearly uh, the best players in the country this year. So it's it's not a huge shock. And each of those guys had at least a little bit of experience. Um, you know, all of those guys were sophomores. Uh, so I think, it, you know, just – Speaks well for the league. Speaks well for, um, you know, basically their uh, some development too. I mean, none of those guys. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure how high each of them was ranked, but I, I don't know. If, I don't know if any of them were. Maybe one of them was top 50. I mean, nobody was top 10. Nobody was top 15 out of that group. Uh, you know, the, those guys basically were. You know, sort of uh, nice finds. I think for each of those schools and for them to all, you know, basically pop up and be you know top 10 picks as, as sophomores. Uh, is a big deal for the league. So got Malachi Branham as part of that discussion. Um, I don't think he'll be a top 10 guy, but he could be a lottery pick in the 13, 14, 15 range. Um, so that's another nice one. You're still seeing you know, Max Christie is a possible first rounder. Um, and Caleb Houston, possible first rounder if he stays in it. Uh, you know, and, you know, uh, Bryce McGowan still part of that discussion. EJ Little. Uh, there's a lot of dudes. They, they, so there's going to be a lot of Pac-10, or I'm sorry, Pac-10, big 10 guys uh, in the draft, possibly Travion Williams too. You know, rooting for that kid. He obviously came a whole long way in his time at Purdue. Uh, so those guys, uh, it, 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 it was, it has been really the last couple of years a really 
impressive collection of talent. Um, you know, going through the Big Ten, I mean, a, a lot of All-Americans in that group over the last two seasons, uh, you know, says something about the league and the talent they've been able to attract, uh, basically, in the teams they've been able to put together. All right, talking with Dustin Dopirak of the Bloomington Herald Times, uh, some interesting decisions to be made uh, today that can affect the Big Ten, and obviously, uh, I use standing perhaps and, and ability to win a conference championship as crazy uh, as it may sound. Are you uh, are you hearing from IU fans? I know I am. That are just at this point, June first is where we're at. Still a long, long way even from college football, let alone college basketball. But I've got to believe in your stories, your writings, your tweeting, all that you do around IU, you've got to be overwhelmed with IU fans that are excited about just the mention of this team at the top of the conference or just the mention of this team as a top 15, top 10, in some cases, college hoops team in, in way early rankings for next season. It, it's got the feel to me like the season is a month or two away, and unfortunately it's much farther than that. Yeah, no, I mean, everybody's talking. Like, I mean, again, you like it, they're right at the point where they know what they have. And so they're basically at this point where they, they want to get it going, they want to get it started, they want to see it. Now, I, I do think there is some, I, I don't know if hesitancy is the word. I mean, obviously I think Indiana fans have been teased recently uh, with teams that, that uh, they thought would be better than they were, you know, so like, and, and, and over, basically over time they have seen that and they've, they've dealt with some level of disappointment there. So I do think that, that they, you know, they do pump the brakes on themselves a little bit, um, but they are excited. I think they are looking at this and saying, okay, how does this work out? How does this mesh together? Um, you know, they're seeing obviously a couple of five stars coming in with which Fino and Ray now and wondering, okay, where are they going to fit? Um, they, they see obviously a lot of potential for, you know, guys that are coming back, you know, not just Jackson Davis. They obviously kind of know what they're getting there. They know what they're getting in race Thompson and even Xavier John, um, but you know they're wondering. Okay, is Tamar Bates up for a leap? It, you know, basically, I mean, they're they're all they're all talking themselves in, into Jordan Geronimo as a small forward. I mean, I'm not necessarily on that train. I'm definitely telling everybody to pump the brakes on that one until you you know see some uh, development in terms of his handle and his ability to defend on the perimeter. But um, you know, obviously, they, they saw just the, the potential for him as an athlete uh, and are sort of hoping that, that that translates into somebody who can get on the floor a lot more than he's been able to so far. But they see you know a, a, a lot of depth. Um, you know, a, a lot of potential talent, some really good freshmen coming in, and they see a, a chance for something special. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen more excitement. Obviously, this is nothing like 2013, you know, 2012 13, when basically they, they were going in and everybody knew they were going to be number one. It's not going to be anything like that. Uh, there's certainly, you know, other, other, other schools have more reason to be excited. I mean, if you're North Carolina, you've got to be over the moon. Um, but Indiana has reason to believe that they've got a crack. At least in the Big Ten, that this could be a Sweet 16 team. Um, at you know, basically, I think that's those are reasonable expectations uh, for this group. So I think Indiana fans are getting excited and want to see what that's actually going to look like. Dustin Dopirak, the Bloomington Herald Times, he joins us Wednesdays here on the program as we talk IU basketball and more. You know, we talked about excitement from fans and where things stand here in the off season with such a long way away from college hoops for next year. Uh, And with that said, you know, we kind of had a a flurry of good news, Trace Jackson Davis announcing his return, and then Mike Woodson had an appearance in Fort Wayne, and then a few days later, really, he was at Huber's here in southern Indiana for the IU Varsity Club stop. So 
we really were spoiled there for a week and a half or so. There was a lot of good news and a lot of things to talk about uh, that was new, and you really get to break down what Coach Woodson said and see where he's thinking as we enter the offseason. Unfortunately, though, as we get into June and July, yeah, there'll be the recruiting stuff out there, but I think we were kind of spoiled uh, at the end of May with a lot of positive happenings and some things to talk about that uh, now things will quiet down a little bit. There is no Bahamas trip, Dustin, this offseason to look forward to. Right, yeah. No, I mean, they've obviously got four more years or three more years, I guess, until they can do another one of those. Uh, so, yeah, it is going to be quiet for a while. Um, you know, certainly you're going to see, you know, just basically how things develop uh, on the recruiting end. And, and there's a lot of, I, I think, a lot of interesting stuff there. I haven't been able to get to as many events uh, as I would have liked to this year. But, um, you know, they're obviously involved with a lot of, you know, a lot of top players. You know, K.J. Evans being among them and a bunch of other dudes I think are very interesting and already have. Uh, two key commitments in the 2023 class in Gabe, uh, Gabe Cups and Ja'Kai Newton. Um, so there's, uh, you know, again, there's, there's still a lot of possibility for some good news out there. I, I don't know how much you're going to be hearing from Mike Woodson. I mean, I imagine maybe from time to time he might do uh, a Zoom call like he did last summer. Um, you know, wouldn't be surprised to sort of check in on some things, see some things as far as scheduling are concerned. You know, that could be interesting. But for the most part, it's going to be, be quiet. And this is obviously, but this is the important period. Uh, you know, I think the kids uh, get on campus. Um, the players get on campus, I think, on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so this is when they get to work. And really, this is the most important time for the year for that, because, you know, there are guys who absolutely have to make developments for this team to be able to hit its ceiling. Um, you know, there are guys who are really, really talented that, you know, basically what you would want them to do if, if you're an Indiana fan, you, what you want to see them do they didn't have uh in the middle of march obviously they've they've certainly been working so far um but it gets a little bit more serious it picks up uh you know when basically when they get back on the campus in june so you want to you know if you're an indiana fan you want to know what um you know again what tomorrow what's what kind of leap is tomorrow bates going to make i think that's a really really important one i think he's got a potential a potential to be a, a really good fit at the two or the three uh a guy could be a three level scorer a guy who can shoot the basketball even though he didn't do a great job of that this year guy who can defend i mean if he turns into what he was supposed to be you get a lot better you know jalen hood shifino gets involved gets gets worked in gets a sense of what his role might be um certainly he's going to be the backup point guard is he also going to be the starting two guard next to xavier johnson i think that's an interesting question see how he fits with that whole group see how malik reno Fits in, this, fits in the entire equation. See what Jordan Geronimo uh, becomes and where what direction he sort of goes. Uh, you know, some other guys can Trey Galloway get his jump shot going. He could be more of a part of that rotation. Um, a lot of big questions will be answered over the last couple of months. We just won't see it. Dustin, I had someone uh, write in to me and ask, can you ask Dustin about Xavier Booker and where things stand? Obviously, he had some legal issues, I guess you'd say, a month and a half or so ago. Uh, there was a court date, and I really haven't heard much since then. By the way, he is communicating on social media, and by the way Mike Woodson talks, he, he's de definitely going to be part of this Indiana roster for next season. Is that little snafu by him that was a little concerning, I think, to fans? Uh, is that something that's behind him, you believe? I mean, it's not behind him yet. Um, you, you said Xavier Booker, so I just. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Xavier Booker's getting like, scholarship Xavier offers. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Where, where things stand with Xavier Booker is everybody on earth wants him. Um, but uh, was it was Xavier Johnson? I think I, you know, I, I recently checked it up on the on my case on the um, you know the the basically the, the court's website. I think he had a pre-trial conference last week. Um, and I think he's got another one scheduled for for the end of June, and that the trial date is 
still there. Uh, it's still at least on the docket for September 6th. So we haven't seen uh, a plea agreement yet, which is something I expected to see and I thought would have happened a lot faster that they were just knocked, you know, try to find a way to uh, knock, I think, I think it was the resisting charge or the reckless charge, I think was a felony. Um, whichever one, I think they were just trying to get that knocked down. Um, uh, I, I, you would imagine that that would be the thing. But, I mean, you know, Mike Woodson hasn't indicated in any way uh, that, that he's trying to move along from him. I wanted to get another question uh, in on that when we were uh, in Hoover Farms, didn't get there. Um, but uh, he has not given any indication that Xavier Johnson is done. I mean, you would have to think he's going to punish him in some way. I mean, I, you know, I, so I, I feel journalistically bad that we didn't, you know, press him on it, obviously, because it had been a, a good month and a half. Uh, and it wasn't top of mind, but we still should have asked about it. And I would ex- I, I would expect there's going to be punishment there. I mean, I, you would think it should involve games. I mean, this was still a, a you know, it, it was reckless. I mean, that's that's the, the you know the definition of it. Um, provided, of course, he did what they said he did. Um, if he was driving 90 on that stretch of Walnut Street, not that it's the busiest part of that street uh, at two in the morning, but all the same. That's a reckless action. Um, so, uh, and and you know that's something that deserves some level of punishment. Uh, it's again, you know, innocent until proven guilty and whatnot. And I haven't seen any tapes, and I didn't see anybody's radar. But all the same, I mean, that's what uh, you know. Bloom, I'm sorry, the uh, the Monroe County Sheriff, Marion County, no, Monroe County Sheriff saw him do. Um, so you would think that that has to lead to some kind of punishment that's beyond just a whole bunch of sprints in, in practice. You would think that leads to something bigger. I, again, it doesn't, no indication whatsoever that it's going to end his time at Indiana, but, you know, would ex- expect that it will, uh, lead to some kind of punishment. Yeah, you would, you would think so. Dustin Dopierak, the Bloomington Herald Times, he joins the show on Wednesdays for IU basketball discussion and more. Dustin, thank you. Uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We'll head to a commercial break and come back with our final segment here on this Wednesday. Local sports with Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, is next, presented by Major League Shirt Company. And uh, lots to get to. Local teams in the regional round of baseball. We've got plenty of that and some other things I want to hit with uh, Josh when we come back after the break. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this and for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune, my guest as we talk local sports each Wednesday in this segment. This segment brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. They offer custom apparel to meet all of your needs, including T-shirts, uniforms, corporate wear, and promotional items. Let Major League Shirt Company outfit your team or organization today. Visit mlshirtco.com to find out more. That's mlshirtco.com. Josh, we've got lots of uh, success from our local baseball teams. Five teams from Clark and Floyd counties combined are going to play in regional tournaments this weekend. Uh, it was a really good Memorial Day for some of our locals. Yeah, for for all of them, I guess. Uh, all of them that played, anyway. Uh, yeah, they, uh, Albany in 4A, uh, uh, Silver Creek in 3A, Providence in 2A, New Wash, and, and Borden in single A. So, yeah, everybody was uh, – 
everybody was a winner on Monday. It was a, it was a great day for uh, Clark and Floyd County baseball teams. That's for sure. It, uh, you know, but that just makes for a, for a busy Saturday. So, uh, get, I'll have to get the car, uh, oiled up, uh, <laughs> change, change the oil in the car. And, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do for gas money. I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be hard up for gas money. I might be, uh, you know, uh, looking for donations or something. A GoFundMe page for gas money so we can drive to all these places uh, this weekend. Me- media carpool. We'll have to, we'll start that. <laughs> now, I have to get there two hours early, Josh. So yeah, you have know, to, to start your day uh, a lot earlier than what you planned. <laughs> uh, talking uh, local sports with Josh Cook of the News and Tribune. Josh, um, unfortunately for some of our local teams, uh, the path on Saturday uh, isn't easy. And I'm thinking about New Albany taking on a really good Jasper team in the opening uh, semifinal game. And I'm thinking also about Providence uh, against Forest Park. That's another rematch from the regular season. And uh, Forest Park beat Providence, although it was a very competitive game. Those are just a couple that I'm aware of that will be tough games and good games potentially for our local team. So we'll see if we have a winner this weekend, someone that can put together two victories on Saturday and move on to a one-game semi-state. But there are going to be some tough deals ahead for our locals. Yeah, it's definitely the uh, it's definitely the toughest day of the state tournament to win those two games in one day. is is, is really, really difficult. And, you know, it, obviously it takes the, the essentials, you know, uh, pitching, uh, good defense, and, um, you know, usually a little bit of luck too. Um, uh, you know, Providence uh, won up won two tough games last year in the in the regional. Um, you know, the, and it was Ray Reisner pitched the first game and and won the first game, and then the second game was just uh, you know an all out battle, it was back and forth. So, you know, usually it it takes uh, it, it takes all of those things. You, you gotta. Just have to. It just has to be your day. And uh, for Providence, it was last year, and for Borden, it was last year because Borden also won the section or regional, excuse me, last year as well. But yeah, New Albany's got a tough, tough opponent in the first game. Jasper, Jasper beat him earlier in the year, uh, and Tucker pitched that game. So, you know, we'll see what. But but then you look at last year, and New Albany beat Jasper last year. So who knows? Uh, you know, it's going to be a big test for them. Um, you know, as you said, Providence playing Forest Park. That'll be another. Another big one, uh, Forest Park beat them uh, four to three in the regular season. Um, um, they were the home team. They won. They scored two runs in the bottom of the seventh to pull out that game in, in Ferdinand. So, you know, that'll be a, a tough one for Providence. And then, um, you know, Borden probably got the toughest draw. They got their number one in the state, but they drew the second number two team, Bar-Reeve, in the in the sec- in the regional uh, semifinals. So, um, that's going to be a very very interesting game, I think. After after New Wash plays Tecumseh in the first game, and uh, and Silver Creek has uh, has another tough tough road as well. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know, we've got five teams. I wouldn't be surprised if at least two uh, survived uh, regional Saturday. Uh, I I just think you know, well the odds are the odds are pretty good for that. But but uh, I just think uh, we'll have at least two teams make make it to the semi state. That's a great prediction. I, ho- I hope you're right. Would like to see. Uh, some of our locals uh, move on to the next round. Of course, you get to semi-state one game, and you're just one game away at that point from the state finals if you win the semi-state, and you are exactly right. I don't care what the sport is, baseball, softball, uh, and I guess softball's format's a little different. Semi-state is actually the two-game deal for them. But yeah. regional, 
uh, basketball, regional baseball, two games in one day. Um, it's not because the kids are worn out. These kids are playing games, multiple games a day, and travel sports and, and all sorts of things. It's just a very tough day with travel, and you're out of your environment in most cases, unless you're like Jasper and you get the opportunity to host, which is probably the biggest advantage you could get during the postseason to host a, a regional round of uh, action, I think. But we'll see what happens. Some good games will be at Jasper. Uh, John Spears will have the call of that game I'll be uh, out on Saturday and uh, from after uh, after the new Albany game depending on if the Bulldogs win or lose that will determine our path for the rest of the day you could go to Southridge and catch Silver Creek if New Albany weren't to advance you could go down to Evansville if Providence is a winner and uh, catch that championship game but hopefully we've got at least a couple games on Saturday. It means we're having some success from our Clark and Floyd County contingent. Josh, one other thing I had in my notes to bring up today is Romeo Langford uh, in the uh, start of his offseason in San Antonio for the Spurs. He was traded pretty late in the year, and because of nagging injuries, really never got a chance to suit up much at all. Maybe just appeared in one or two games, if I remember correctly, for San Antonio but how about the Boston Celtics? Romeo got some minutes there when they were struggling and had some injuries and other issues going on. And uh, you wonder what it could be for Romeo if he was still in Boston. Number one, he'd be playing in an NBA Finals coming up starting Thursday night. But would he still be getting minutes? And would he still have a small role on a potential NBA championship team? I've thought that as I saw the Celtics down the stretch really coming together and starting to play good team basketball. And team basketball is Romeo's approach, I think. You wonder where he could be with him if he was still with Boston. Yeah, I've wondered the same thing. It's a, you know, it's a good question. Uh, unfortunately, it's one you know we won't get the answer to. But, uh, you know, Derek White, the guy they traded, uh, he was traded to San Antonio for. He's, he's, he got some minutes. Uh, he played some quality minutes, I believe, especially in game seven there. But he's. He's played some in the. Uh, he's played some good minutes in the playoffs. So that, I mean, that you kind of look at that and think maybe that could have been Romeo. But uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's uh, didn't work out for for Romeo. But uh, well, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens next. Uh, um, you know, it'd be an interesting interesting time to see what happens uh, uh, for him next season. All right, Josh Cook, my guest, talking local sports. This segment brought to you by Major League Shirt Company. Josh, we talked a lot about summer basketball league in the opening segment. I'm counting to see you on Friday night out at the park for some outdoor basketball. I know. It's going to be a great event. Uh, you know, I think it's a, a really cool thing. Uh, I, ha- I haven't uh, looked at the weather. I'm sure you have. What's, a, what's it supposed to be like out there? 81 degrees, 6% chance of rain for Friday. Oh, wow. But you know beautiful, how beautiful. things change here in the Ohio Valley. <laughs> so I'm still a little uh, tight, Josh. That's, uh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, you're checking that weather forecast to the minute. You should take your take your allergy medicine, though. It's a particularly bad allergy season <laughs> if you're going to be outside. But, but no, that's a, it's a great event, and uh, I think it'll be awesome and uh yeah, uh, I hope to make it out at some point. I don't know exactly when, but uh, there's some some good uh, good games, some good 
good teams over there. You got it over there, so that's going to be a, a good event. So um, everybody should go out and catch it. Yeah, hope, hoping for a, a good day for sure. Josh Cook, sports editor of the News and Tribune. Most of the things that we have uh, talked about today you can read at newsandtribune.com slash sports. And, of course, Josh's and his team's coverage of all the local baseball teams was great. Uh, for Memorial Day as well. So check that out in the print edition or at newsandtribune.com slash sports. Josh, if I don't see you Friday at the park, uh, I was going to say I'll see you down in Jasper or somewhere, but I will not be there. John Spears uh, is filling in for me. So I'll catch up with you very soon and uh, appreciate the chat. We'll do it again next week. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks so much. And don't forget, uh, June 21st, the next piece. Absolutely. More on that coming up in future segments when Josh is with us on the show. That's going to wrap things up for this Wednesday program. Check us out as a podcast if you missed the live show. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Have a great Wednesday. Back with you Thursday, Alex Bozich will join us, and we're going to talk some high school baseball with local coaches as well. This is The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.